Hello America and everywhere else in the world, welcome back to a brand new episode of Corey Has a Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Easley, the one guy who's been doing this shit, doing this shit, yeah I'm doing this shit. Um, How you guys doing? We are halfway through the month of January of 2022. I still keep hearing people kind of make the mistake of saying 2021, it's okay, it's very early on, I get it honest mistake. How long is that going to last, right? Are Christmas decorations still up? I seen some. You know, I took my wife out to dinner a couple nights ago. We we went down uh to a restaurant on uh, in the Upper East Side and then we went down to Park Avenue around 59th Street. If you're familiar with New York City, this is like a fucking very popular area. A lot of people work there. Uh, the Plaza Hotel is over there. It's the bottom of Central Park. There's a big golden statue of a guy on a horse. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know where he's going, but he is on a horse. And if you stand behind the horse, the horse actually has a set of balls on it. So you know it's a boy horse. Um, and you know, you know, it comes with a set of balls, right? So, uh, yeah, you can go, when you come to New York City, you can go to the intersection of 59th and 5th Avenue, and check, I almost did a rap lyric now, I have a, I have a fucking problem, um, you can check out the giant golden horse statue, um, right across the street from the Apple Store, uh, I want to say Caddy Corner, I do not want to say adjacent, one of my favorite things things in school when I was in high school was uh, my orange vocabulary textbook because it taught me a bunch of words that I still use uh, till this day and I just uh, if I I'm gonna look up on eBay or some shit if I could find these books and kind of go back and just do the activities in them just to brush up on my skills right I think it would not hurt a lot of people to just go pick up an old vocabulary textbook I was actually thinking earlier today about watching this show on uh, Netflix called Archive 81 starring this dude named Mamadou something. I don't know his last name, but he, uh, let me just double check that out of respect for the man. You know, I don't want to just be like Mamadou something. Mamadou this. Hold on a second. I actually used to know a Mamadou in school. He was cool as shit. All the Mamadous are cool, you know. Uh, Mamadou, Nope. Mamadou Athi, I believe his name is. I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but this guy is in this series. I've seen him in other movies and things like this. Like I saw him in the show in the movie Black Box, which was a Blumhouse production. Blumhouse makes all these horror films. Super cool, super out of the ordinary. Because um, the horror genre, you know, for a long time, it was, you know, you got your serial killer. Or you got a demonic possession and there needs to be some sort of exorcism. The fucking person who's possessed head is spinning around and they're climbing up on the walls and telling you crazy shit like your mother sucks cocks in hell and all that kind of shit. Like, and we know that we kind of know what's going to happen, right? They're screaming at you and you're trying to throw holy water on them and doing the fucking Our Father a million times. And, you know, I get it, right? And then you find out that it's just some demon that... 
uh, kind of got lost, lost its way. And then you start feeling bad for the demon. You start going, well, why are they even calling? You know what happened? Is maybe we should stop calling them demons. Maybe we should uh, just start also calling them just lost souls, right? So, because what happens is, say if you're an angel, according to who makes this stuff up, if you're an angel, you can be in heaven and hang out and shit, right? You're just one of the angels, right? Or you're just a person who's in heaven. You know what I mean? Like a person who lives in Florida is a Floridian. What is a person who lives in heaven? Are they a heavenite? Are they a Havanian? Are they uh I don't know. I don't know about this. Are they or are they just angels, right? Cuz I know I'm a New Yorker, right? Or if you're from Boston, you're a Bostonian, right? Somebody should uh clarify this because they send all these demons to somewhere else and i think it's fucked up you know what i mean because they get a bad rap you can't be a good demon right you can't be a good demon you know why because the word demon is already a bad word hold on a second let me look up the definition of the word demon demon definition an evil spirit or devil especially one thought to possess a person or act as a tormentor in hell he was possessed by an evil demon. Yeah, you know, it's kind of messed up. You know what I mean? You kind of just get labeled this thing and now you have to start acting like it, right? You ever notice when someone introduces uh, themselves to you and they tell you their name and then all of a sudden they kind of start to look like their name? You know what I mean? Like I've never met a Chris who kind of didn't become a Chris the more I spoke to him. You know, hey, I'm Chris. And I'm like, yeah, you are. You definitely are, right? Like, how many Melissas do you know, right? Aren't they all just, they're a Melissa. You know what I mean? So once you give something or someone a name, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think we should stop calling uh, these these other worldly beings demons, right? Because then it'll just alleviate the pressure of them having to be assholes, right? It's like, well, fuck, this is my job, right? What's the demon doing in between takes? So anyway, the show Archive 81 is really good. Really good show. Um, you should check it out. I'm not going to give anything away, but it's a mystery. And it's one of those things, you know, my wife has a tendency to, we watch stuff together and she does this thing where she'll predict what's going to happen, which I think is all is really cool, but it also kind of just eliminates the element of surprise. It kind of just almost, because she's usually right too. Like she's been doing it for a long time and I think she's kind of like developed a skill that maybe a lot of people don't have, or maybe it's something I never paid attention to, but she'll be like, yeah, it was the brother the whole time. And I'm like, shit, fuck. And it does look like that. And then it ends up being the brother the whole time. Um, It's hard for me to do that, mostly because I like surprises and I kind of want to watch something and enjoy it for what it is. But it is pretty impressive that she's pretty good at guessing what's going to happen. And she is not really been able to do it that much with this show um so it's pretty sweet pretty sweet um but yeah wait back to the horror genre i actually developed a theory recently because when i was a little kid i would get terrified of watching horror films like they would really just kind of freak me out i wouldn't be able to sleep um i just have these horrible horrible nightmares and I'm jumping in bed with my mom like, 
I can't sleep because you let me watch this shit, you know, and I'm going to put the blame on her because who's the adult, right? Um, so, yeah, it was hard. And then I got older and I kind of just like started getting into watching it. But the theory that I formed is like if you stare at a monster for a long enough time, it kind of just stops being scary, right? Like anything that scares you. You kind of like will see like if you watch a horror film, and there's a monster or a fucking alien or a, a demon or is that like if it's they show it in a quick glimpse or it pops up real fast or you see it real quick in a corner and they don't really like shine a light on it, it's kind of like oh fuck like the mystery is more uh, terrifying than the actual thing right you know for example when we watched all the Conjuring films. The Nun was really scary. Um, but then when they started like showing too much Nun, I was like, well, now the Nun just kind of looks like this fucking crazy-looking old broad that you could probably just fight, you know? And then at one point, she's like fucking 12 feet tall. But otherwise, I, you know, like, what, she's got like a, she's got like a reach advantage, you know? But whatever. I mean, this was, so I'm watching the movie and I'm sitting around thinking about how I would go about defending myself against this whatever it is but that but don't we all do that don't we all watch the movie and put ourselves in a situation i had a conversation uh where i was talking to someone about a movie that i didn't care for very much but they did care for it and that's always an interesting conversation because when someone likes something and you have the audacity to go oh you know i actually didn't enjoy that as much and they fuck like sometimes they go that's fair and sometimes they go what and they're almost just like appalled which is always kind of funny to me um but if i can't connect to a character in some way doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman or whatever gay dude fucking cartoon talking animal whatever it is um, old person, like it really doesn't matter. If I can't connect on some level with the character, or if I just totally disagree with the way they handle things, then I'm just, I, it kind of takes me out of it a little bit, you know, or it kind of makes me start rooting for everybody else but that character. You know, I want to root for someone that, it, like, man, I really, really respect. Because I'm also on the flip side of that. There's there have been times where there's like a villain and I'm like, I mean it sucks that this person is is doing this, but from their perspective they also feel like they're doing the right thing, right? Like sometimes you can reason. I think it kind of shows you when you start talking to people about this shit, like what their what their skill their reasoning skills are like. Like how reasonable are you? Because I happen to think I'm a really reasonable guy. You know what I mean? And I think there was a point in my life where I was very rigid on my views and how I felt like like my my biggest flaw when I was a younger man was, and I'm still a young man, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, oh, I'm 32, right? Like, I'm fucking, I'm so advanced. No, I'm not. I'm 32. I got so much to learn. I got so much experience to uh, to gain in my life, and, and I'm open for it. And that is my New Year's resolution, folks. No, um... Yeah, when I was younger, my biggest 
What? Not my biggest problem. Do we really know what our biggest problem is? How many times people are like, "That's my biggest problem." Yeah, it's my biggest problem. No, one of my one of a problem uh, that I had that still sometimes will show its ugly face, right? I saw a funny meme that said, sometimes I really think I changed until I get mad. <laughs> and I was like, man, that shit is so accurate. But yeah, when I was a younger man, my biggest problem was I have a code. I live by a code. And my code is like, I have, I like to have integrity and I like to do unto others as that I would have them do to me. And even if someone treats me poorly, I just don't have the heart to be spiteful, vengeful, any of that shit, you know. And I love running my mouth and talking about how I'm going to fucking destroy it. And then she's like, but realistically, it's like, man, shame on you for treating me like shit because I would never do that to you. But so um, when I when I watch a movie, I like to feel like the character has some of those qualities right like the the character really stands for some truth you know what i mean you ever feel like your your integrity or your fucking like i don't know this is i'm I, I don't know how to put this i don't know how else to put it this is the only thing that i'm good at you ever think about how your penmanship classes in school were a waste of time when all your teachers started going uh yeah and we'll have that typed up please Typed up, but what what about that class we took on us teaching us how to have good handwriting? Nope, type it up. Um, but yeah, no, I live by a code, and I don't think that's a problem. I think we live in a world where you can be an example. You know what I mean? I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. What I'm getting at is I had a conversation with my wife a few weeks back where I said I spent a lot of time being really rigid and like expecting everyone to be the way I am or wanting them to be. And that's not realistic. Um, And I've got my own issues, right? But just in terms of like keeping it real and keeping it honest and being able to have tough conversations, it's hard to uh, deal. Like everybody's got different layers of different experiences and people's egos and people's, you know, self-esteem. Like, you don't know. We're kind of walking on eggshells around each other often, Um, so you can't really just have the expectation that everyone's going to be equipped to, you know, go about things the way you can. Right. And I think that is a lesson that it took me a long time to figure out. Um, so yeah, maybe we like different movies. Um, and there's going to be disappointment out there, right? You have expectations, you meet somebody, you think they're cool. You start finding out that, you know, there's things about them you don't like. That's normal. That's normal shit. Um, but it is what it is. Like I said, I'm a reasonable guy. Everybody's got their own shit. Um, I made a cup of coffee today. I got to tell you guys about this because last week I really shat the bed on it. I really don't know where the phrase shat the bed came from. Like, let me see something. Shit the bed. Urban Dictionary is the most reliable source on um, figuring out what something means, right? So if I look up shit the bed, one, making a mistake that other people recognize as a mistake. Yes. Two, fucking up, dot, 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 really bad. Jeff shit the bed when he hooked up with 
with Marty instead of Ashley. Huh. All right. In America, failure of a device usually in a non-repairable manner, like the washing machine or the car shit the bed, right? Um, British, exclamation of surprised. One, my car shit the bed. Yeah, just like I said, when the timing belt broke. Uh, two, the boss is back from vacation early. Shit the bed. Okay, cool. Shit the bed to die. Whoa. I really, uh, my, my dog shit the bed last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. Like, we have so much access to information that it's insane to me sometimes. Like, I really think about when I was a kid and having a landline and I'm just like, yo, I used to just dial the seven digits on the phone and another person would either pick up the phone because they were home or they wouldn't. And then they said, you know what we need? We need an answering machine. So then you got a phone and then you got a separate little thing next to it with a little cassette tape in it that records messages so when you call your grandma and you go hey grandma i had a bad dream because fucking mom let me watch halloween last night and she can't answer the phone because she's out grocery shopping or something she can come home and she'll press play you know and now i hate when i get a voice message you know it it, because you gotta be somewhere where you can listen to it right you gotta you gotta like hide in a fucking you can't, it's it, it's annoying. So what I try to do is have my uh, voice mailbox full so no one can leave me a message, right? And then texting came out. And texting used to be some shit where you, it took forever to send a text because you had to press like the number three fucking four times to get a certain letter. You know what I mean? Like it was, and now we have keyboards. And now we have touch screens. And I don't know what's going to happen next, right? You can press a button. And somebody shows up and brings food to your house. So we don't really have to communicate with each other. And I think, um, on the one hand, I think that's really cool that things are so convenient and instant gratification is, like, really, really uh, prevalent, right? But it also kind of bums me out that there's, there's a lot less human connection. And I don't know why. I used to think it was cool. I used to think it would be cool to not have to deal with a person. But now when you have an issue, like you need a customer service uh, thing resolved and you call a company like Bed Bath & Beyond and you go, hey, um, this dish rack shit the bed. And then they go, well, these are the options. These are the menu options. Now, listen closely as they may have changed. And it's all this shit and it takes forever to talk to a person. And then you finally talk to a person and they're in another fucking country and you can barely understand them. That's This has really happened. But then they end up helping you and then you go, you know what? I will keep shopping here. I will keep shopping here. Also, we don't really have a lot of choices, do we? You know what I mean? You got to get with the program. That's one thing I realized is like it doesn't matter how much you complain Complaining does not solve anything, does not help anyone. It just kind of realistically, in the grand scheme of things, is one of the biggest time-wasting things you can do. It's a waste of time. It's a complete waste of time, right? If I sat around and complained about how things keep changing, it, uh, you know, who gives a shit? What are you going to do? Keep living in the past? 
You know, and keep trying to do shit that's just going to become obsolete. No, you got to get with it. You know, get with it or get lost. That's what I always say. Not my chair, not my problem. That's what I say. Um, yeah, you got to get with the times. Because you will be left behind otherwise, sadly, you know. And it just is what it is. It's going to move in a direction and things are going to, you know, come and go. And time is going to pass. And if you want to do something, you want to try things that you haven't, you got to try them. What I was saying earlier about my re- being rigid, rigidity, um, I lost my rigidity this year. When I was being being so rigid, uh, I just used to be so, you just kind of couldn't, I wasn't malleable enough. You know, when you start realizing things about yourself and I've been making it a goal and a focus of mine to be more open to new things, right? To be more receptive to things that people suggest for me. Because ultimately, if someone's going out of their way to try to put you on to something, it might be because it's dope and they see something in you that, you know, they like. They're sharing, people are sharing things with you. And I think in a time where there's sickness and there's people fighting over dumb shit like, you know, politics and you know, you kind of lose sight of what's important. And what's important is that we're all humans, right? We're all people and we're all apes, right? And, um, you know, we should be looking out for each other as much as we can instead of fighting all the fucking time. It's just, it's exhausting. You know what I mean? I know the action in the street is exciting, but Jesus, between all the bleeding and fighting, I've been reading and writing. Um, Alexander Hamilton, anyone? Yeah, so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's time to be open, and it's time to, you know, I'm not fighting with anybody who, like I said before, is committed to, you know, disagreeing with me. Like, you know what I mean? I'd rather be putting that energy towards being productive and learning something rather than sitting around trying to fight and trying to fucking, it's just a waste of time, you know? Causing friction, right? Eliminate the friction. You know, make that shit smooth. Um, and on that note, guys, I'm actually gonna head out. I yo, all right, I'm gonna head out. Um, I had a great time talking to you. I just wanted to get this off my chest. You know, there's not a lot of you guys out there listening to me, so uh But for the people who do, I really appreciate you all. You know, I had a conversation with my friend Rocky. I actually said this last week. And didn't get into it. I had a conversation with my friend Rocky. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a final episode of this podcast. Um, Because fuck it, right? Who gives a shit? And then it was like, no. You know, Rocky kind of was, you know, she was like, no. Don't do that. You know, keep doing your thing. And she said some shit to me that really made me, kind of encouraged me to keep on going forward. I think sometimes we... Get so caught up in numbers. You know what I mean? There's a lot of comparison. I I do it. We're all guilty of it. I'm looking at people and I'm like, and I don't hate. I never hate. I'm never like, how come this person has it and I don't? I'm always like, oh, guess I'm not good enough. Guess I should just stop. 
I guess I should just set myself on fire and jump off this building. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, there's no need to do that. Just keep doing your thing because you do it for you. I do it for me. You know what I mean? And um, that's 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 the most important part. Do shit for you. If you got something you're doing, you feel discouraged, you're comparing yourself to other people, don't. If it makes you happy, keep at it. You know, keep chipping away and keep making it better as, as much as you can. Figure out the target and work on that. But, you know, don't give up. I guess that's the, uh, I guess that's the message. All right, you guys, listen, take care of yourselves. Take care of people you love. I got to get the fuck out of here. See you later.